0: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Well, hello. Welcome to Twitter Thursday on the Locked On NFL podcast. I am Matt Williamson. Drop me a line at WilliamsonNFL. Spread the word about the Locked On Network. Whatever your favorite team is. Locked On Chargers. Locked On Seahawks. Go check it out. First note, before we get into the Thursday night preview and many of your Twitter questions, you guys have some good questions this week. I do want to mention the Chargers, and this is kind of a heartbreaker. As Jason Verrett tore his ACL, he has done for the year an undersized, highly explosive, highly competitive, excellent cornerback. One of the very best corners in the league. Plays much bigger than his size. They had a really good thing going with him and Casey Hayward this year. Um, Another big blow to the Chargers that already lost Woodhead, Keenan Allen, etc. They continue to stay competitive. They continue to, you know, lose close games like we mentioned. But this is a heartbreaker. I mean, this is one of the better players in the league that people don't know about. I don't know if it's because of his size or because the city he plays in or hasn't been on great defenses. But he's right there with, you know, just about anybody at the position and is a massive, massive loss. Uh, so just wanted to mention that that happened after we chatted yesterday. I did mention the Kevin White injury yesterday that happened right as we were wrapping up. And if you didn't listen to yesterday's podcast, please check it out. We did a got a bonus prize yesterday. We did a two-part, two different podcasts of power ranks. We did 32 through 16 and then 15 through 1. So I urge you to go back and check that out. All that will still hold up a day late without question. Let's talk about tonight's game. Obviously, no Carson Palmer. I'm glad they're not rushing him in. But this is sort of a must win for Arizona, too. I mean, imagine if you go one and four. Uh, I mean, you can really only lose one or two more games the rest of the year. And San Francisco's much better at home. You know, I think this would be a pretty good game. Uh, San Francisco is much, much better at home. This is sort of their Super Bowl. I don't think they have, you know, aspirations like the Cardinals do on a national stage, everyone watching. And, and everyone brings their A game, don't get me wrong, every week. But this is, you know, you get a little extra fired up. You know, I think there's some, something to that. Overall, the Niners are, you know, if you listened yesterday, they were 31 on my power ranks. They're below average on defense. Unfortunately, they're going to be without Buckner, who I mentioned yesterday, one of the guys to super get excited about it. And Bowman is out for this game, too. The defense crumbled when he left last week. They're not good on offense either (laughs) and they're not good on special teams. You know, so really the defense I guess is the strength of the 49ers right now and they're missing two key key players. Obviously that's a problem. Overall, the cards defense is playing really well. I'm I'm a believer in the cards D. I think that they're going to be one of the, you know, a top 10 group for sure. Surprisingly, the offense has let them down and they too aren't, aren't very good on special teams. So, Keep an eye out if there's a block kick or a couple missed field goals or poor punting or a muffed punt or a fumble or something along those lines because I do think this game's going to be pretty close, pretty close, um, especially San Francisco being at home. So let's talk about when Stanton is in the game. And he's going to start for Palmer. He He started eight games in 2014. That was a while ago, and he was really up and down during those times, and his ups weren't that high. His downs were pretty down. Last week, he was terrible. Um, He really has accuracy issues. That leads to some interceptions, just missing his target. You know, he misses open guys more than you would like. But I guess there's worse backups out there. You know, if you're going to lose your starter, I mean, this guy's at least played and played pretty recently. So the obvious thought here is you would think that the brightest spot of the offense so far has been David Johnson. He's pretty much been the most productive running back in the league. You know that if you have him on your fantasy team. Check out Locked On Fantasy Football if you haven't yet, by the way. And I would think that Arians will reel in the passing game a little bit and just say, hey, David, we need you to win this one for us. I mean, and that includes short dump-offs and design running back receptions and easy throws but a lot of running especially with Buckner and Bowman out I I think that they can have success doing that left side of their offensive line is better than the right so that's something to think about and you would hope that's the approach they take is just to use a lot of David Johnson um and really, the running, running backs have really crushed San Francisco the last three games. If you go back and look at the stats of what they've been allowing on the ground, it's bad. You know. And they play fast. They play a lot of snaps. So sometimes they, the San Francisco defense is on the field a lot against a good running game. Offense runs out there three and out, come right back you know, in a super quick manner. So you could see Johnson getting to you know, 160 total yards, maybe break a long one. Maybe more, you know, so the running backs are crushing the Niners of late and it could only get worse. More on this side of the ball, you know, you immediately think of the Cardinals having great receivers and they haven't played great, you know, especially Floyd. Floyd's had a rough season. He didn't even play 50% of the snaps last week. In in a way, he sort of got benched or reduced role. Uh, The good news here is I still think Floyd's a good player, but he's struggling. I'm not sure why. Uh, John Brown is back. I think that's big. He's an explosive player. I like him a lot. Fitzgerald's pretty much been a constant, you know, but not leaping off the screen. Uh, Again, the Niners have issues. I like their safeties. I don't really like their edge pass rush right now. They're weaker up the middle with those two injuries. Uh, They do have a rookie, though, that's playing a lot more that they should be really excited about. They may have had a, a, a find in Rashad Robinson. So his role is growing. Keep an eye on him. It's a, it's a bright spot that's, you know, revolving around this team right now. You know, and, they're, and they're obviously planning for tomorrow. So all the young guys that step up and play are all good news for San Francisco. But the other side of the ball, I mean, how much can Hyde do? I think he can have success. I mean, I think he's a really good back. I mean, I think he's honestly one of the top six, seven, eight backs in the league. You know, just in a vacuum. Um but Arizona's defense is getting better. They shut down Gurley last week in a big way in a similar situation where you don't fear the passing game of the Rams. You don't fear the passing game of the 49ers. Key on the running game against a good back, and they shut him down. The two previous weeks, though, the Cardinals, they've struggled on the ground. So I'm not totally sold that their run defense is great. Um, and Gabbert's going to run a lot, too. It's one of the things he does best. He's he's been bad. I I mean, I wonder if this is the day that they unleash Kaepernick on the world. It seems overdue to me. I mean, I know that there's more to that story than just who's the best player. Um, Maybe ownership's pushing in some direction, or we don't want this guy representing the team on the field. I don't know. But it, it seems like if you're the Niners, I think you have to look at the quarterback situation at this point and say, Chances are our quarterback is not on the roster. We're pretty darn sure Gabbard isn't the guy. Maybe he's our long-term backup. Let's see what Kaepernick can do because if you go the whole season and never sees the field and you never get to evaluate tape on him, I think that's wrong. I think you need that information to best make your decision in the offseason of what to do with this position. But that passing game's rough. You know, I mean, Curleys are leading... Receiver and tar- I mean he gets the most targets on his team. It's Jeremy Curley. He's just a guy. I mean he's okay. Um, Arizona Patrick Peterson I would imagine will totally eliminate Tory Smith easily. That's not a knock on Smith. Peterson's just a better player than him. Arizona lost Branch for the season, so keep an eye out on the Honey Badger, Tyron Matthew. Great, great player. I think this first month of the season or so, he has not been back to that level. But his role is going to expand. He used to, he used to kind of be far from the ball. But with Branch out, I think he will play the slot more. I think he'll blitz more. I think he'll be back to what he was doing and being all over the field, the massive, movable chess piece. Let's see how good he looks doing that. Um, for, I mean, he's one of my favorite players to watch. So he's certain, certainly somebody I am rooting for. Overall, I think Arizona wins this game. I I think Johnson just is on the field too long, and they run the ball much better than – it's almost like a Johnson versus Hyde situation. And not to mention, they still have Fitzgerald and Floyd and Brown. I mean, those guys are a heck of a lot better than Curley. And if the quarterbacks are close to equal, I mean, you can't tell me Blaine Gabbert's going to massively outplay uh, Drew Stanton. uh, So, I I give the Niners a chance. They're at home. They're going to play hard. But I think they lose by 2717, something in that neighborhood. And now it is time for Twitter Thursday. Dun, dun, dun. I should have some kind of entrance music, like a, a knight coming into battle. Twitter, Twitter Thursday. Did I call it Twitter Tuesday the last time? All right, it's Twitter Thursday. I like Twitter Thursday. It's fun. I like to interact with you guys. I love to answer your questions as opposed to X amount of characters on Twitter. I'm sure a lot of you follow me there. I do have a fair, big, a pretty big following. I'm very active on Twitter, at WilliamsonNFL. Uh, spread the word about this podcast and everything I'm doing. I'm working for a lot of different outlets now, and there's a lot of articles I'm pumping out every day. But my man, Luke Undlin... At Luke Undlin 28. Question for the podcast What does Brissett's struggles last week say about how well Garoppolo played early on? I don't know the one has anything do the other. I mean, honestly, one is not even close time, ready for prime time when he was drafted. I don't think the Patriots had any intentions of him seeing the field. Long term project that could maybe turn into the next Garoppolo also wasn't healthy. Um, and even in the game that he won, he didn't play great. I mean, he, he barely threw the ball down the field. They, they out-schemed him. They, the rest of the team helped him much more than in this game. But that doesn't take anything away from Garoppolo. You know, some of these guys like Simeon and Garoppolo and, um, you know, young up-and-comers in a way that haven't really been clear starters, I think Garoppolo's the one that the Bears, the Redskins... Uh, whoever, you know, quarterback needy teams are going to be after. And I think Garoppolo has proven to me quite a bit in the preseason, especially the regular season, that I can jump on board that he's a guy, that he's a potential franchise quarterback. I mean, to say that about Brissett at this point is ludicrous. Who knows? I'm not saying he won't be, but it's not a comparison. One's way, way further along in their development. And Garoppolo to me, if Tom Brady never played, you know, this year and Garoppolo was the Patriots' quarterback, I think they'd be one of the best teams in the league. If Brissett was their quarterback, I think they'd be nine and seven. You know, and it's just a big difference. But what's interesting, and this is probably blasphemy to many, but Bill Belichick isn't one to let Garoppolo just walk out the door for nothing. I mean, does he franchise him at the end of the year and sit him behind Brady? Does he tell Brady to leave? Holy smokes! I mean, if anybody would. It would be Belichick. You know, I mean, if they love Garoppolo and they th- really think he's the number one quarterback in this league, and at Brady's age, at least you get to see Brady from this point on. And if Brady looks like he's slipping, if he's going down the Manning wormhole, then maybe you'll let Tom go you know, after he wins the Super Bowl, or, you know, <laughs> which is possible. I'm just saying, that's going to be a really interesting situation. I mean, Belichick's not one to let a great asset like a young fourth-year franchise quarterback, just walk out the door and say, Oh, thanks. You know, it's okay that we got nothing in return or that you're playing for our rivals or you're the Jets quarterback. We play you twice a year, you know, hypothetical, obviously, but anyways, (coughs) Greg Anderson asked me as a chiefs fan. I am hesitant to think that Casey's problem is bad coaching. Is that possible? I tend to think, no, Reed and these coordinators' track record are strong enough that I think this is a well-coached team. Not playing real well. They've—I know Chiefs fans hate me because I always say the same thing, but they're very limited by their quarterback. And the first thing you have to do when you analyze any team is: what is the quarterback capable? What do they make? What are they asking him to do? What are the smartest people in the building that are in charge of things? You know, a guru like Reed asking from his quarterback to make his team most successful on game day. And they don't ask a lot from Smith. If they ask more, I think they would trust him more. You know, And I'm not saying he's replaced, but it, it kind of puts a ceiling on the team. And when things aren't going really, really well around you, you don't have that guy to step up and take everybody to the next level. And I think that's part of the problem with Kansas City. I think their guard plays very average. I think their offense is middle of the road. The defense was so good last year, and it took a big step backwards, mostly, in my opinion, because of pass rush. I still think they could use Sean Smith. Um, so I I think they're a tough eval right now, you know, because two weeks ago, Fitzpatrick threw him the ball a million times, and they had to basically just throw their jerseys out there and win that game. Then they come to Pittsburgh and get down early in the worst game strip possible for them, and they get their blow their doors blown off. Do I think they're as bad as they were on Sunday night? Absolutely not. But I think they're a lot closer to eight and eight than they are Steelers Broncos level, you know. So I could see this being a down year for the Chiefs, but I don't think that it's Andy Reid's fault. I really don't. All right, some more questions. Andy Baggett. Can the Titans find balance in the run pass run offense to help Mariota grow? They are running the ball really well. And when I talked about them in the power ranks, I commended the growth of their offensive line, their development of their offensive line, particularly at the tackle positions. I couldn't have been higher on Mariota this offseason. And we've only seen four games. But I feel like the system he is in is retarding his growth. And some of that is also you know, young quarterbacks struggle. Winston's, you know, Winston's turned the ball over too much. Bortles looks all over the place. Carr looks good. Um, you know, some of that is just part of what happens as you grow as a quarterback. But he's really not playing well. And the big key here is Greg Cosell said this last week. And, it, I mean, it, you know, I kind of knew it anyways. But you know, he's been doing this a long time. He's the best in the business. And he said, I don't remember seeing an offense as slow as the Titans. They have no big playability. I mean, who's fast for their position on the Titans? Maybe Delaney Walker. Okay, you got a fast tight end. Way to go. And he's not even, you know, crazy fast. Mariota. uh, Okay. Their receivers are slow. They have no field-stretching ability. Uh, That, to me, is by far the number one thing they have to address this offseason is if they could add a Will Fuller, you know, or Dorsett from the Colts. I mean, just somebody that's scary. It would open up a lot of room for Walker and everybody else. And I think Sharp's okay, but I also think he's an average NFL starter that people are a little too excited about. So I don't think Mariota's coaching system, receivers, are anywhere close to being optimal to get the most out of him. And they're also changing what he does. I mean, he's not doing a lot of Oregon-like things in this offense anymore. Very little design run. Um, I'd like to see more spread concepts, but that doesn't make a lot of sense with their their personnel. So in a way, when they team build, I wish they would have made it more, let's build around what Mariota does well as opposed to what our coaching staff does well. And the coaching staff, I think, wants the, the offense to be Michael Turner, Jerome Bettis, Willis McGahee. I mean, that's his that's his history of a power back. And we're going to, We're going to be more physical than you, and we're going to win 14-13 in the fourth quarter with our offensive line, our big back, and that's great. But that's not really today's NFL. And I worry a little bit about Mariota because I don't like the way this is going for his development, even if that does help Tennessee be a little more competitive in the short term, which they're not that competitive anyways. All right, next question. Sean Andrews asks the pack run defense is allowing less than two yards of carry. Is that good or is the pass D that bad? It is that good. I think it's a very good run defense. I I like their defensive front quite a bit. I like the first round pick. I like where Matthews is playing. I like the rotation on the edge. Their safety supports really good. I think they're okay at linebacker a little bit better than, than I expected. I thought they're, Second-level guys would be a bit of a liability, and they're not great, but they're not terrible. We've also only seen three pack games as opposed to four. Um, but they've lost Shields, and that's a big deal to him. To, you know, I, I mentioned at the top of the show, you know, Jason Verrett's one of the best corners in the league. Sam Shields is not, but what's really interesting about Sam Shields is they ask a lot from him. They ask him to be a number one corner. He often does spends a lot of time on the opponent's number one. And he's not Dion, he's not Revis Island, and he loses some battles out there. But he's asked, as you know, almost as much as any corner in the league to do the hardest job out there. And that's brutal. But by doing so, it allows the rest of the pass defense to really fall into play too. So, overall, I like the young secondary. I love the safeties. I like the pass rush. And it hasn't quite come to fruition, and the Shields injury has part, part to do with that. But I wouldn't worry a whole lot. I mean, big picture-wise, I don't think they're going to be letting up 400 yards a game or anything like that consistently. So I think that comes around. But certainly something to keep an eye on. I mean, if you're going to attack the pack right now, you attack the corners. Uh, what else we got here? Rich Jarvis. Come to the end of the season, will the Vikings look at Teddy's injury as a blessing or disguise? Blessing in disguise. It's cold, hard business, and the answer to that's yes. Uh, Of course you don't want anybody to get injured. And what was intriguing about Bridgewater, who's very easy to root for, was he was looking better this preseason than he has at any point in the NFL. He was letting more passes go. He was growing up. He was taking more responsibility to the line. Of course, that was in the preseason. That doesn't mean it would translate. But you can't convince me that Bradford isn't better than Bridgewater and that the Vikings offense is better right now than it would be with Teddy behind center. Uh, you can't convince me of that. And, and some of its system, you know, with, with Norv wanting to throw the ball down the field, the way they, the two of them throw the ball is night and day. You know I mean? Bradford is a very good passer of the football. Bridgewater's uh, an Alex Smith like thrower. You know? And he's okay. You know I mean? He's accurate and, yeah, he's smart, and but he doesn't drive the ball down the field. I mean, he doesn't make tight window throws into man coverage, you know, those type of things. And I think the best is yet to come for Bradford, too. I mean, he hasn't been there long. Um, what'll be interesting is I think, you know, the, the Eagles signed Bradford to a, you know, a long deal. It's not just a one-year deal, which the Vikings inherited. So both players will be in the mix next year. And this is assuming health for Bridgewater, which might be jumping the gun. I mean, uh, who knows if he really is healthy, unfortunately. By the sounds of it, that was a gruesome, brutal injury. Will he ever be the same? Will he ever have the mobility he had? Not that he was a runner first, but, you know, I mean, it's important to be able to move around back there. Not the biggest, strongest guy to begin with. But it would shock me if there's even a competition. You know, that unless Bradford just falls off a cliff the rest of the year, which I don't see happening at the level he's playing that I think they go into camp next year and Sam Bradford is the starter. Teddy's the backup, or you entertain offers to trade Bridgewater, which might be hard to do with a, a injured situation, you know. So who knows how that plays out. But I think Teddy at, enters camp or enters his healthy stage as the number two. So in a way, is that a blessing in disguise? Yeah, they upgraded a quarterback, you know. So, yeah, I mean, if you upgrade a quarterback, that was a good thing for the, for winning football games. Tom Young asked me, what gives you confidence that Wentz isn't going to be another Foles or Sanchez? They started strong, too. Um, of course, Wentz can fall off the cliff. You know, again, very small sample size. He's a rookie. He, you know, I thought Mariota was a safe bet, and he's not looking as good. You know, Winston and Bortles are both having their struggles, and I'm sure those times will come for Wentz. He's not going go to go the season without turning the ball over. You know what I mean? But... I think when you compare him to San- Foles and Sanchez, especially Sanchez, he's way more physically gifted, first of all. I mean, he throws the ball much better. He's much better built for this game. He's a prototypical physical quarterback. But more importantly, and what I like with from him more than really any of these guys we've talked about, including Mariota and Carr and all those guys, is at this stage of the game, he is so mentally advanced that I think that eliminates a lot of bust potential with him. That if he always knows where to go with the football, can recognize defenses, can get his teams in the right play, is not at all mentally overwhelmed with what he sees, you know, pre-snap or post-snap, commands the offense, you know, that in itself usually takes quarterbacks four, five, six years. You know, like Russell Wilson just got it last year, you know, and and that's the natural progression. You know, you're hoping Mariota and Winston and Bortles get to that point in a year or two, you know, where they have that kind of command. You know, luck had it from the beginning, but very, very few do, and he does. So that's rare, and to me, that's the hardest part. That's the thing that takes the longest, and if he has it already, which... All indications are that he does, that makes him as close to bust proof as I think you'll find. That doesn't mean he's going to moonwalk into the Hall of Fame or that he's going to be one of the best quarterbacks in the league. But if that's there and he has a physical, I have a hard time believing he's not a franchise quarterback. And I don't throw that term around loosely. You know, I mean, there's not. 32 franchise quarterbacks out there. You know, to me, Andy Dalton's not a franchise quarterback. I'm sorry, Alex Smith's not a franchise quarterback. They're good players. Uh, they're not franchise quarterbacks. Matt Ryan is now a franchise quarterback. You know, I mean, Eli Eli Manning is a franchise quarterback. And you know, they're doesn't mean they're surefire Hall of Famers are the best of their position either, but I think you get my drift. So I think Wentz's floor, and this is saying a lot, is being a franchise quarterback. And that's awesome. <laughs> you know, I mean... You think the Browns would like to have a franchise quarterback? I mean, there's many teams that have been gone a long time without having a franchise quarterback. And I think Wentz has all the makeup to do that, and it would shock me if he doesn't hit. So, guys, that's going to do it. Tomorrow we're picking every game. We'll review Cards Niners. Again, I like the Cards in that one. Uh, I think they just wear them down. I think they, they win the time of possession battle. David Johnson goes bonkers. If he's on your fantasy team, of course, you start him. I think Hyde does okay, but not enough. I'm Williamson. Drop me a note on Twitter at Williamson NFL. Spread the news about the podcast. Hey, leave me in do me a favor. Spend three minutes and go to iTunes and leave me in a note. I think every a lot of you guys already have. And I think everyone has been five stars. I maybe check them once a week or so. Um, but let's get this thing bigger. You know, I'm I'm putting a lot of time and effort into it. Comes to you free of charge. Just do that for me. Do me a little favor. Appreciate it. All right, guys. Take care. We'll talk tomorrow.